Hey, Changemaker. Welcome back to a brand new episode and a new series of inspirational conversations with changemakers around the world. I find these conversations um, so uplifting and in times when things can seem difficult and challenges insurmountable, the changemakers I have had the opportunity to speak to inspire so much hope. They teach me to keep listening to myself, to keep learning, to keep going, and to rest. And since we started this podcast, it has been listened to by changemakers like yourself from over 50 countries, from Australia to Argentina, and from Zimbabwe to Sweden. I know that all of you... (laughs) Who have listened and I know that you who are listening right now know in your heart that you are a change maker and that you have the power to create change for yourself, for your community and in the world. This podcast is all about understanding and claiming that power that we have as we find solidarity to stand together for gender equality, human rights, social justice and sustainability. If you've enjoyed this podcast so far, I would encourage you to go and check out girlsglobe.org. And why not subscribe to our emails at girlsglobe.org slash emails so that you can get firsthand narratives and expertise from activists, advocates, leaders, and organizations creating positive change around the world. So you'll get more than just this podcast, um, but so many inspirational stories and more. It is so good to be back in your ears, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you. My guest today is Amina Umuhoza from Rwanda. She is the CEO of Saye Company, a social enterprise that designs creative tools to promote sexual and reproductive health and rights for adolescents. Together with My Period is Awesome, Saya has opened the Kigali Menstruation Station, a safe space for adolescents to learn more about sexual and reproductive health without stigma. At Saya, Amina leads a range of entrepreneurial endeavors, uh, one being an economic part of their business that focuses on turning trash into decors, and the locally made home decoration items are produced by teen mothers and young people um, and sold in their home decor shop. Amina has been recognized for her work and leadership in so many ways. She is the member of the MasterCard Foundation Youth Advisory Group and was a Youth Advisory Board member at DOT Rwanda. And Amina was recognized among the top 40 education innovators in Africa by the African Union and was selected among the top 18 East African social entrepreneurs to join the Changemaker Exchange program in 2019. And this is only to name a few of the many, many things she's been recognized for. Amina is passionate about creating safe spaces for young people to learn and grow, and about protecting the environment. She is truly an entrepreneur, and we speak about her journey to where she is today, which hasn't been so straightforward. 
She shares her best advice about goal setting and entrepreneurship and gives insights into the situation of um, teenage girls and young women in Rwanda. Here is my conversation with Amina. Amina, thank you so much for joining me today on the Hey Changemaker podcast. It's a pleasure connecting with you. I always ask our guests to start off with uh, sharing a story of when you knew that you wanted to be a change maker, when you knew that you just had to do something more. And we'll talk about all of the amazing things that you, you are doing. Um, but can you share a bit of a story of when you just felt like you, you were meant to do something more? Yeah, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, the moment that I can say that it changed my perspectives, I was in primary five. Uh, I was a very shy kid. I was smart, but very shy. So when you're like that, people tend to take advantage of you in one way or another. So there is this one boy that we're sitting together uh, at class. And then he looked at me and said, you will not uh, turn 16 years old without getting pregnant. He was also young. He was at that time. I was like, I was like eleven, and it was also like eleven. I asked myself, like, why can a young boy like that say something like that? But then I looked around and I found that it was a reality in my community. Girls were getting pregnant at the early age, and the fact that he was saying that I was very shy, I couldn't. Uh, I would like feel like. You know, like when uh, your fellow children are, are are bullying you, you feel like you want to defend yourself. But I couldn't defend myself because I was very shy. And he, he connected that with with the fact that it can be among the root cause of me getting pregnant before the age of 16. So at that moment, I I realized that what he was saying was the reality in my community. And I said, if I don't do anything, if I don't stand up on my, for myself, I cannot even be able to stand up for my fellow girls. So that moment changed my whole uh, like view. And I remember at that time, that's when I started to join like children groups that sing, recite poems, just to try so that I, I will fight that shyness mm -hmm. that was in me. So that's how I started to be like a public speaker. I uh, was reciting a po poems in different events. Uh, and at that time, like I was trying to like to be uh, to be engaging, not to be very shy, to fight like that inner voice that always tells you to uh, to to don't say anything. And at the end of the time, it turned out to be something that was important for me, something that uh, encouraged me not only to speak for myself, but also to speak to other fellow girls. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Um Thank you so much for sharing that perspective. And and now you have, you know, you've built a whole business and a, a, a social entrepreneurship, a, a social enterprise, um, and you've built something that's called a menstruation station in Kigali. Um, what is that? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, thank you so much. So the social enterprise that I hate is called SAE. 
we have a social project called Dukatase. So we aim to fight menstruation stigma through creating sexual productive health creative tools like games and comic books to fight the the the, the, the taboo that is around uh, sexual reproductive health and menstruation. So through that, we, uh, we've opened Kigali Menstruation Station together with the Swedish-based uh, intro called My Period is Awesome. So Kigali Menstruation Station is a safe space for adolescents in the community to come and learn about sexual productive health without being uh, stigmatized. Uh, they have access to peer indicators, like those conversations that they cannot have with their parents. They're free to talk to us because we are youth for youth. Uh, we also have like a small museum uh, menstruation inspired uh, museum where we talk about the history of menstruation, uh, like how were the first menstruation materials, how were they, we talk about the mood swings, we talk about uh, positivity, how you have to be positive about periods. Then we have like a, a experience chambers, like chambers that you enter and then you start to interact with your your young your younger self, like the first day that you were in period, what you wished you could have been uh, told, things like that. And for children who don't have access to uh, menstruation materials, our 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 bathrooms are period proofed. They can come and enter and have free menstruation materials for free. And apart from there, at Kigali Menstruation Station, we also have different activities that that go going on. Uh, we have like movie day. Uh, we have like dance classes, especially on Saturday, where children come uh, dance, but also have an opportunity to learn about sexual productive health. And we also have a small a teen mom incubation program where we, yeah, we we empower teen moms with technical skills on sewing so that they can be able to 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 be economically uh, independent to help themselves and uh, and also the the household so that's all about the key administration mm, station amazing and so yeah and as you said you run the social enterprise that's called saya and you with an online platform called dukataze and you have all of you know all of these different creative tools um and as well as sort of handicrafts as well and there's so many different parts of of what you do to sort of really strengthen um, sexual and reproductive health and rights for um, for young people um, in Kigali and, and around <laughs> Rwanda. Um, what brought you to actually starting an organization yourself? I mean, you've shared a little bit about, you know, what brought you to wanting to, to see change. Um, why did you start an organization? Uh, in Rwanda, they encourage young girls to to start their career goals. And in secondary, I was studying math, physics, and computer, but it, but it's mandatory in Rwanda to study entrepreneurship oh. from like from high school, from from high school one, middle class, like you you it's mandatory to study entrepreneurship. And I was very good at it. I was all like my teachers, my entrepreneurship teachers were they they liked me so much to the point like there is one teacher he was always bringing a coin whenever he enters in the class he would give me a coin mm -hmm. so like i i really liked entrepreneurship i would score like a hundred percent in entrepreneurship like in other in other subjects like physics math uh, like 50 60 but when it comes to entrepreneurship it was something that was flowing uh naturally so i loved entrepreneurship and 
uh, I, I took it as a tool that can help me to to uh, to follow my passion because I was really passionate about girls empowerment and as I was also growing up uh, I, I like when you go to other schools you meet with others and that's when I was seeing that the the, the issue about teenage pregnancies and the taboos around sexual reproductive health it's not an issue in my community but it's a an issue in the whole country because uh, I was losing my my best friends like when they were dropping out of, of, of high school because they were pregnant and then you, the next day you meet them on, on the road maybe like selling like bananas when they had the right future you'll be like what can I do to I was asking myself like what can I do to to fight this to so that can stop to 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 occur each and every time so I found like entrepreneurship was a great thing given the empowerment that I've that I've I've gotten and also given the the policies that we have in our countries yeah Mm. I mean it sounds like something that you were very naturally inclined to step into and um, so how do just to follow up to what you were saying as you were so young and very shy and then coming into entrepreneurship which really is about you know pitching and selling and and you know stepping out of your comfort zone time and time again to you know gain new connections how did that work how did you make that possible as as someone who was very shy how did you overcome um, that challenge for yourself I can say that I, that 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 step that I took when I was still in primary prepared me to be uh to be bold because uh at at 10 that's when I started to join uh, the culture troops for children and I remember like when I was 13 uh, that's that was the first time that I went airplane uh, we were accompanying his excellency our president to receive an award uh, uh, from us UNICEF and he, he he had to select some of the children uh, to go with and I was lucky to be among the children so I started to be to recognize that there is uh, that whenever you, you start, you start to do something when you're confident that even the benefits that comes uh, from from doing that. So the, the decision that I took as a young girl to, to fight that fear that was inside of me helped me because I was I, I grew to be a leader. I was like representative of my of the children in my sector at the age of 16. Like I was presenting the issues of the children in my sector when I, in the parliament when I was 16. Uh, I was the, the student uh, uh, leader, uh, was like heading different clubs, winning comp- competition uh, in poetry. So like all of that was the, was helping me behind scene to what I am today. So that's that's why what why I think even like venturing into entrepreneurship was kind of busy for me because my public speaking has already had already uh, uh, went to another stage. Mm. I mean, it really sounds that it was a decision that you made. And because of that decision, many steps followed. Um, but sometimes a decision does take time, especially if it is a personality trait or something that you've been taught um, for a long time. So did you have any tools? Like what what actually, you know, helped you to step out of your comfort zone and to like um, defend yourself against bullies? Like what what 
what do you think helped um, for you to do that? Uh, even when I joined the, that troop, the children troop, I was still bullied by, by the fellow children that were in the same troop. But uh, one part of me, I was like, just going to do what my instructors are instructing me to do and not like care much about what my fellow children were were doing to me. Like I could do something, even if I could do it good, they would laugh at me. But the thing was um, like the leader that we had could see like the efforts in me. And that at the end of the time, that's all that I needed. Plus also the supportive parents, they were, my mom was really supportive to me. I mean, I'll go for it. But my fellow children, they, they they were still bullying me, but I was like, ah, I'm I'm not going to focus on that. And of course, I also had like other few friends who were supportive to me, and I chose to spend a lot of time with those friends rather than the the other the other side of bullies. Yeah, like whenever they were bullying me, I would I don't know I would keep quiet, but whenever I would go out and show our talents if they, like there is a poem that they have given us to to recite I would do it very well mm. but but them so that's that's what I was doing at that time yeah thank you so much for sharing that I mean I think that a lot of people can can recognize and and um, you know feel similar things and it's it's inspiring to hear how you uh, were able to to go through that um, and come out where you are today and all of the things that you've accomplished. You've been sort of recognized for multiple awards and scholarships and different lists and so on. And um, so how has that experience been for you, um, just becoming accomplished in this area? Yeah, it reminded me that dreams do come true. Not those things that you that you like you write on your paper and you think maybe it's going to take like 100 years to 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 come true or you even think like this is just for uh children from rich families things like that like it taught me that I don't have to to lower myself mm. uh, taught me that I don't have to focus on the negative side at the end of time I learned that someone is watching whatever that you're doing there is someone who is watching even if you can be discouraged by 100 people but there is always that one person who is who is who is watching and um, also it taught me the power of starting small because if I would have waited to 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 start bigger when I have a lot of grants when I have bigger money I wouldn't have been here but the fact that I, that I started small with the small steps not exhausting myself uh, uh not waiting for a lot I guess it even added the beauty to to the to the journey and uh, it even encourages my fellow entrepreneurs my fellow young people who want to do something but by, by giving them the stories of how uh, how I started, how some some of the things were not going well, but I have been able to continue working. Yeah. 
being recognized with all of those awards i i feel very happy i feel i feel like there is always someone who is watching someone who is valuing your the work that you do yeah yeah congratulations to that um and i hope that you celebrate every single um success and and you know recognition that you've had for your work um so you've sh shared about sort of that journey of of overcoming bullying and your shyness and you know taking those those decisions. So has that decisiveness been one of the sort of most important factors for you getting to where you are? Or what do you believe um, has been the most important for you in terms of reaching your goals? Uh, do you have any sort of goal setting um, rituals or, or ways that you go about you know prioritizing? Um, how you do things? Uh, inside of me, I have this thing, uh, like, if I'm seeing a challenge, we, we all have the eyes to see the challenge, the challenges. But few of us take take step forward to try to solve that challenge, even if it can be bigger than you. Maybe yeah. if you step forward, other people are also going to join you. And then together you're going to be able to remove that barrier uh, uh, like that is in front of you. So one of the things that helped me is to begin with an end in mind. I, from the early age, I, I was telling myself that I'm just going to be uh, someone important, not great, but important, someone who, uh, uh, who, who who whose life whose life can impact others that that's what i was telling myself so i uh, from there i knew that i'm not going to allow anything that can stand in my way yeah towards my dreams and uh, of course it 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 goes with 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 age and and that at each and every level that you are there is an opportunity that is presented to you so when even because even for me to study, I, uh, there was a, a, an organization called, called Compassion International. They were the ones who paid for me. My mom was, was always telling me, like, each and every opportunity that you get, you don't have to, to waste it. You just have to excel. So I was like, like, each and every opportunity that I'm going to get, I'm just going to try my best to use it at the maximum. That's why, like in school, I was trying to 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 do well in schools. That's why, like in those in that troop of children, they even selected me among the top eight to 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 go with the president. And there were so many so many children. But I was like, even if they are bullying me, I don't care. For me, I'm just going to use the opportunity that I have. And the opportunity that I have is to do what my instructors are teaching me very well. And like uh, I was like, even in my in, in my teenagerhood, I was like, uh, because I, I, I was saying like teen, teenage pregnancy, I was like, if I'm going to start to go like maybe like inventing at the early age or doing s some of the stuff, I'm not going to be able to achieve my dreams. So I was always like cautious about, about that, like or selfish about my future, selfish the 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 thing that I wanted to to achieve like removing trying to remove each and every barrier that can 
stopped me from uh from being the person that I, at least the barriers that can come from myself like the external bar- barriers of course we most of the time don't have the control about it but but those barriers that can come from myself I was trying my best not to to waste it because like I was seeing like in my community and opportunities that I've been able to get uh, among my siblings or seeing like my family, they see me as a hope because mm-hmm. I was viewing it, each and everything uh, that was happening around. I was like, I'm not going to miss this life of mine yeah. that I have. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. And I think that for many people, maybe being selfish can sound very sort of um, has a has a negative connotation. And I think that what you are doing is far from selfish, uh, just by really stepping into your true potential and really by, you know, working through your own sort of limiting beliefs and, and limitations that you have within yourself has been the, you know, the power that has given you the opportunity to create all of the things that is creating an, a, tr- a tremendous impact for people. So it it is far from selfish doing the the work to really follow your life's purpose and, and the passion that you have within yourself. So thank you so much for sharing that. I feel it's it's I feel very inspired. <laughs> um, so in terms of you know the work that you do, you have sort of uh, creative tools that you're creating. You've created, launched this menstruation station. You have an online platform. Um, you know courses and classes and um, and physical products. And there are so many different things. And it seems that you have a very you are very multi passionate um, in that sense. Um, and the creativity really is uh, is big um so how do you prioritize your work how do you know what it is you should focus on Mm, yes thank you so much so when we're starting uh sometimes we like for an organization you be like i'm just going to focus on this only uh but let let me just give you like an example at kigan administration station like we're imagining that it's going to be, of course, a safe space for adolescents to come and about sexual reproductive health. But that's what we were thinking as a team. So the moment that we opened the, 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 the station and asked for inputs from the, from the community, that's when they were starting to give us an, uh, different ideas. And for them to feel inclusive, we had to to add some of the component to feel like this is something that is made for us. This is not something that is being implemented without our concern. Yeah. There were some who came and said, but you guys will hear that you speak English. Why can't you sometimes like teach us English? Uh, and we we're like, okay, uh, maybe it's something that we can that we can work on for them to continue to feel like inclusive in the at getting menstruation station. And we were having like some of the classes on Wednesday. Of course, they come, we, we teach them a little English, but also they learn the skills that we, that, that we want them to learn. And the and children were like, but you have all of this. We don't, you don't have any uh, any dance thing, something that we can feel like fun about. So we're like, okay, let's bring you a coach, a dancing coach. So that coach is also trained about sexual reproductive health. In the break time, they learn about sexual reproductive health. Mm. They dance, they have like 15 minutes to 
than about menstruation uh, uh, and sexual reproductive health of both boys and girls. And through that, they keep on coming. Yeah. Mm. And the teen moms, they were like, but uh, we are even struggling to buy menstruation materials. Are you going to always give us the parts? What, what about empowering us economically so that we can be able to buy the parts for ourselves and even for the community? So that's when we introduced Teen Mom Incubation Program. Uh, one of our team is has like technical skills. She has like a fashion house. We were like, why can't you devote like three hours uh, in a week and come, we have the materials here. You teach the, the teen moms on how to to sew different items. So so that's how we, at the end of the time, when we allowed the, the feedbacks of the community, uh, we ended up having like a holistic approach towards sexual productive health. Because a lot of people, when it comes to sexual productive health, they, they feel like having like access to contraceptives and uh, empowering uh, adolescents with sexual productive health is, 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 is enough, but it's not enough. Because among the root causes of teenage pregnancies, there is poverty. So if you, you don't have any program that tackles that, at the end of the time, you're going to continue to have dependency syndrome and you're going to find plenty young women who uh, who we have like unplanned pregnancies just because they're following uh, someone who's offering them something that they don't have. So uh, uh, you, you asked me about like how I manage all of this. Good enough to have a team. And uh, the team is called uh, Core Team. Core team, and these are the young people that we started. They started as volunteers, but at the time we started to grow, now they are employed. So we we, we are diverse, and we have different um, expertise. And through that, I only follow up, like follow up the program on man on manage on management level, and for them they carry the activity. So in that way, it's not that hectic for me. Mm. That's amazing. Um, I, I really love how you share that all of these ideas have been sort of just a response to, you know, the ideas that the community has had and, and the people that you're working, the women and girls that you're working so closely with. Um, so, I, yeah, that's incredibly inspiring. Um, so what change do you hope to see through the work that you're doing? Thank you so much. Um... Since we started SAI, it's been like six years, and we've been able to see uh, like positive changes. So far, we've been able to, with our program, we've been able to reach to 7,010 adolescents all around the country. So learning from all of those individuals, it gives you like a perspective. It gives you a whole hope. You, 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 like, you feel like you feel happy naturally because when you hear like the testimonies, uh, how they're appreciating what you're doing, it's really impactful. But then uh, uh, one in five Rwandan girls have started childbearing before the age of 19. That's like 20% of Rwandan uh, girls. So it's, it gives us the a, a homework that uh, we haven't, we are not yet there. We still need to, reach too many, we still need to uh to grow bigger so that we can be able to to help all of these girls and to empower them with the skills so that they can take uh informed decisions about their 
about their bodies, uh, which on the screen to help us to to achieve the full empowerment of girls. Mm. Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing that about the hope that you that you see through the people that you work with and and the testimonies that you receive. Um, so going back to social entrepreneurship and as a final question, I would love for you to share some advice to others who are, you know, have their own ideas of, of the impact that they want to see and are potentially wanting to become social entrepreneurs themselves. Uh, what advice would you have for them? The advice that I can give them is, first of all, to, uh, uh, to believe in themselves. What they're thinking about is valid. And uh, it's, it's going to, to change a lot. If only they are uh, going to continue to to work for it. Another advice that I can give, give them is to find uh, other social entrepreneurs, especially the young ones who have started it, to be like uh, role models to them and to help them. Because like when I was starting, because I had like some of the few friends of mine that would like be free to, to talk to them like anytime I'm meeting this, how can I do this like anytime? So it helped me a lot. Another thing also is to find like uh, programs, like incubation programs, entrepreneurship programs. There are plenty of opportunities. There are plenty of websites uh, that have opportunities to, that are looking for startup ideas. Mm. So when do we go there, they will be able to uh, to learn the basics of how to turn their idea into uh, uh, into a tangible project. And uh, last but not least is to listen to beneficiaries. Like if they can be able to do like small focus group discussion with the people that they want to impact, they're going to have like another perspective. But sometimes you feel like I'm going to solve this challenge to these people. But because you brought the, uh, the that solution from yourself without consulting others, you, you, you find like you're solving that's challenge for itself, but not for the community. But if you start engaging with your beneficiaries at the early stage, it helps you. And also it encourages you because you're not like, these people need me. I have to keep on going. Mm. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Amina. And thank you so much for joining me on the Hey Change Maker podcast. It has been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much for this great opportunity. Amina is such an inspiration and we continued our conversation after we stopped recording um, because there are some really exciting things that we're doing together this summer. You can learn more about Amina's work with Saye and Dukataze at dukatazeonline.rw. And you can find many more links to learn more um, on the post of this episode at girlsglobe.org changemaker. Amina will also be a part of the Girls Globe team at the Women Deliver conference taking place in Kigali, Rwanda this summer. Girls Globe is an official media partner of the Women Deliver conference and will share stories and amplify voices of participants at the conference um, through our Solidarity Studio. 
If you're interested in collaborating at this conference, if you're participating yourself, um, or if you're representing an organization that is, or if you would like to support the amazing work um, that Girls Globe is doing there and the brilliant team that will be leading that work, um, and the Solidarity Studio itself, feel free to reach out to info at girlsglobe.org and tell us a bit about what you will be doing or any ideas that you may have. And if you want to learn about what Girls Globe will be doing there and um, follow along with the many, many, many inspirational stories, the best way to be in touch with us is to subscribe at girlsglobe.org slash emails. And if you enjoyed this episode, do subscribe on your favorite podcast app and share it with a friend. New episodes will be released on Tuesdays. So see you next week, Changemaker. Until then, I hope that you can feel inspired and hopeful for the change that you want to see in the world. And if you need any help doing so, we have lots of inspirational episodes for you to go back and listen to, to help you stay hopeful, stay inspired, and learn more about how you can take action. Thank you so much for being here. Ciao.